Good morning. This is uh, your host, uh, Zednevic. Uh, Alright guys, listen. It's December 16th. Obviously you're getting this on December 17th, but... Like... You already know I recorded day early. Um... So as you may know that... I'm usually on this podcast like to it's marked as a comedic podcast, right? I I pretty much act like a blubbering idiot like half the half the time when I'm on here. And um as of I would say Tuesday or Monday of uh this earlier like earlier this week, um I really wanted to do something for you guys. I really wanted to talk about uh, mental health and uh, simply because statistically speaking like I think I spoke about it before that Christmas Christmas time New Year's time is actually one of the most highest rated statistics for suicide and um, and I personally have a little bit of a history with that myself so let me just start off this podcast by saying that it's going to be a little bit of a downer, guys. I'm just going to go into what makes me me, pretty much, and, you know, what I deal with on a daily basis. And um, we're going to touch about my mental health, what I do, and um, why I joke about the way I joke about things, and... uh, and we're going to touch a little bit about religion, a little bit too, because I have a long history with that as well. So if any of these things sounds like it's going to be, you know, a little bit touchy for you, you know, if it's going to make you relapse into certain thoughts or if it's going to, you know, put you down a down spiral, especially during this year alone, you know, please, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to make you just sit here and listen to me, okay? All right. But other than that, anybody who stays, you're always welcome here. You know, we're a family, and I like to think so at least. So if anybody has anything that you guys want to get off your chest, again, my email is always open. It's it's going to be um it's whatever cast that's C A S T. So it's whatever cast, all one word, at gmail.com. Okay. Oh, and I actually have a YouTube um, channel too now. It's still called It's Whatever Cast. Um, so you should find it very easily. It has the podcast like cover on it. So if you guys like YouTube and or you have friends that don't want to download no podcast app and YouTube is better for them, please let them know about the podcast. All right. All right, let's get into it. Um, so first off, I want to thank everybody from these past two podcasts. Um, you know, I, I like to keep track of like listeners and and uh, the website that I go through. 
honestly does a pretty good job of telling me where my listeners are at. Now, not, not no personal stuff, like not personal addresses or anything, but definitely like cities and states. So I want to say personally, thank you to everybody from Virginia, because I have a lot of listeners apparently from Virginia. So thank you for that. You know, a lot of history went down in Virginia, which I always appreciate. I'm a big history guy. Um, also, I'm a big science guy, but um, <clears throat> it's hard to tell, right? Because I've been acting like a stupid fuck. But um, but yeah. Um. Oh, and for the one person, the very one person, and I think it was East, East Swiss, uh, Sweden. Thank you, thank you. I've actually, I very much enjoy your country. <laughs> like you have no idea I'm actually planning to live out there eventually one one point or another in my life but we're not there yet anyways going back to mental health so I think I'm going to start off with uh, with um, I guess uh, what makes me me so let's start off with that so guys um, I'm going I feel old, you know, I guess anybody my age would. I, I'm sure through my recordings, I sound like a young man, but hopefully after I'm done telling you why I feel old or why I, I'm done telling you who, what makes me me, you can understand why I feel old half the time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm in my um, late 20s. I'm approaching my 30s soon. And... You know, just time flies. It just felt like yesterday I just threw my cap up in the air, like when I was in high school. And God, a lot a lot has happened between then and now. And I just felt like it was all a blink of an eye. And, you know, scientifically speaking, your brain cuts up segments of time into shorter clips, shorter and shorter and shorter. This is just something your brain does naturally but you ever like you remember when you was a kid you you uh it seemed like it was forever right like like you're you're a child you're waiting forever to grow up or you're for waiting forever for your next birthday or you're waiting forever for christmas you know it's like everything was just so long even the school days remember school days one week was like a month like it was just so long but that's that's a that's the what a young brain is. Your young brain takes up so much information and it also kind of slows it down a little bit in your brain too to the point where it seems like a very long process. Now that you're older, your brain can't retain as much information because it like it's just getting older and because it can't retain so much information it just seems like the time is getting a little faster and faster it's making it feel like even though you just pay rent this month rent is due very fucking soon <laughs> so yeah <clears throat> it's definitely it's, it's definitely a struggle when you get older and it's just gonna keep getting that way for all of us Anyways, so I want to start off by talking about my childhood a little bit. So I'm basically the byproduct of, uh, you know, divorce, divorced parents, 
that's like my earliest like upbringing to like the shit show so divorced parents mother and father never got along um you know mother and father i've i've been in i swear i've been more times in a courtroom than i've been out on a playground growing up ish what parent do i want to live with they they touch you here and there they uh have they hit you you know what can you explain these marks on your arms what like you know it's just it's just crazy i remember that i have missed my birthdays a couple of times because of divorce and fights okay i've literally had beatings like i have more i have more cuts burns and scrapes on my body you know f- per year than i've ever had a a hug or you know or a good job so there's that um and again guys i told you this podcast is going to be a little bit of a downer because i have some news that I'll be telling you a little later, but here we go. So, yeah. Um, so, product of divorced parents all my life, I would say my early, well, not my earliest memory, but my earliest memory of it impacting me was probably when I was six years old, when uh, between the ages of zero to six, um, you know, I've been living with my mother and then. I think there was a time, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was six, I swear I was older than this, but um, there was a time when my mother met this guy, or right, I'm not going to say anybody's name unless they give me permission here, but this guy, who is now the father of my youngest sister, all right, um, they just met at this time. He was about 25 years old, I believe, when when him and my mother met. And this guy has caused so much pain in my life. This guy has put lit cigarettes on my arms. You know, um, I'm pretty sure he had a friend that sexually molested my, my other sister that was closest in age with me. Like... I had this guy beat me up because I asked maybe a question or two too much. You know, like how kids are inquisitive. You know, that happened to me. Where I just got the the living shit beat out of me as a young kid. And I wasn't even allowed to talk about it. Because if I talked about it, then my mother would have got beaten. And you know what? Me being the strong little soldier boy that I was... I was trying to stay strong for my mother. And I know on the first podcast, I say, you know, fuck my mom and everything. But there was a time where I did love her. There was a time. It was natural. It was instinctual. But, um, but, yeah. So. The, um, speaking of this guy, him and my mother, we lived in all of New York at this time. I was born and raised in New York. Uh, specifically Long Island, New York. And he left us with uh, 
me and my sister I'm, I'm speaking about, he left me and my sister with this uh, so-called friends. And um, now these friends were known for shooting up heroin and doing cocaine. My mom saw no problem with this at all. She just saw that this was a guy who was giving her some good dick. And uh, a trip to Florida sounds fun. I don't know what they did on that trip. All I know is it was a two-week time span. That's all I know. Within that two weeks, all I can remember is that I was believed because I remember... I remember this image very, like, it haunts me. But they pretty much put me and my sister in this, like, I'm going to say basement slash, like, shelter, you know? Like, you know how, like, the Wizard of Oz, you know, everybody went down in that fucking thing? It's kind of, it's like a storm shelter, if you if you can think that. So they had, like, one of those old school ones that I can remember. And... Me and my sister's down there. It has a full kitchen, a bedroom. But the thing is that there was so many cats, so many stray cats. Cans of half-eaten tuna and cat food everywhere. And me and my sister was like, I don't, I don't even think my sister remembers the full picture. But me being a little older, we're three years apart, you know, I have a better memory of this. But... You know, we were locked in a room and I got nothing but eaten alive and clawed at by other cats. And, you know, I don't think my sister remembers. She remembers being there. She remembers the cats, but that's all her her memory went. I don't think she remembers the cuts and bites and scratches we left us. And not only that, but we had no food. Okay, we were starving. We we literally had to eat what was there on the floor. <laughs> like, I don't even think she remembers that. But, you know, it was a very traumatic experience. To this day, I don't like cats. I just don't. I tolerate them to, to up to a point. I, like I said, I own a cat. I'm living with the number one thing that I, I'm, 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 like, I fear. And it's not fear like... Don't get me wrong. It's not fair like, oh, I'm trying to run away from them. Don't get it twisted because I know like some motherfucker might listen to this and think it's cute to to bring a cat to me because they know I'm I'm scared of one. I'm not scared in the sense that I'm going to run away. I'm scared in the sense that if I see one, I just feel tense and I feel obligated to snap his neck. Now, listen. You you all know about the fight or flight response. I'm a I'm a definitely I'm definitely a fucking fighter. If I'm scared of something, I'm killing it. But let's go back to my listen. I'm not mentally stable, especially right now, and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> but um, you know, this is what I wanted. To, I'm being vulnerable with you guys. I wanna I wanna. I'm not trying to cut no bullshit with y'all because, you know, that's not what I want to do for my listeners. I want you to know what I am, who I am. And maybe you can understand. Hopefully you have compassion. But um, anyways, since that day, I I don't know how it happened. I think 
I want to believe this is how it happened, which is I had no access. I don't even remember my own pop's phone number, but somehow I remember my father, like the that door opening up, that storm door opening up, and I see my father at the end of it with two police officers and a child protective services lady, or CPS for short, and we were saved. You know, and since that day, my dad had full custody of us. Full custody. And my father was a young man. Both my parents were. My mother was 19 when she had me. My father was 22. And um, since my sister was a couple years old at this time, I'm, I'm guessing my father was probably 29, which is only two years older than what I am right now. I'm 27. So he, imagine that, being a father at that age. You know, I'm not, I want to be a father. I do. It just can't happen for me, not yet. Um, anyways, so my father had full custody of me, and throughout my whole life, it, it's just been... Bit very tough. I, of course, I had good time. Of course, I had good times with my family, especially with my father. My father has always tried to do his best. Was he the best father? I'm not gonna say he was number one, but I'm not gonna also say I'm not gonna just you know say that he didn't try. You know, it's it's hard to be a single parent. Period. You know, it's hard to be parents let alone a single parent. So I do give him credit for that. He's always put clothes on my back. He's always made sure that I was fed. All right, a little too much if you ask me. <laughs> but um, um, no, it's just, you know, even he, he had his faults, you know, like we all do. Like my father, you know, he was very strict, you know. He gave me a couple Asbians himself, but, you know, that's parenting. At least when I was growing up, you know, now they would kind of, you know, tell us to soft parent now, right? But, um, anyways, so yeah, um, so every time I've ever had pain, I never knew what to do with myself, you know? Even to this day, my sister and my mother will vouch that I had serious anger issues because I never knew what to do with my anger. I always felt like I was defenseless half the time. You know, little boy, I haven't even hit puberty, so you know I didn't have no strength. Didn't hit puberty, and all I want to do is defend the people in my life. I wanted to defend my mother. I wanted to defend my sister. Even though me and her used to go at it like cats and dogs, there was still that instinctual binding of trying to protect her. And I just never knew what to do with myself, you know. Anyways, I I would say the change between I still have anger. I'm not going to lie to you. I still have anger to right now. I'm even as I'm talking right now, it's I have a. The inner feeling with inside of me right now is between vulnerability, anger, and desperation. 
Oh, and, and fear. Like, all happening at once right now. Me doing this podcast is not easy because I'm I'm sharing something very personal with you guys. And I don't even know if I should be doing it. <laughs> it could make me seem like a, a psychopath, but... Anyways, so growing up, um, I would say I was very angry boy. Very, very angry. And there was one time, like, my mom had visitation of me and my sister over weekends and sometimes full vacations, like summer vacation from school or something. And it's hard to get through my whole history in this podcast, but I'll try <laughs> or at least the highlights and um but yeah we were in we was in this crappy like little studio apartment all right i'm watching the rva or the rca you know the the tv with the little vhs you know attached to it <sighs> oh my god and you know it was only like a like a 15 inch tv <laughs> like it wasn't even big at all, and that was the living room TV. That's the TV throughout the entire place, you know. And yeah, I, it it was like we lived upstairs or something. I don't I don't know. I just remember I burned the shit out of myself when when I was ten there because I was trying to boil some water and I put the whole entirely pot of boiling water on top of myself by accident. I was just not strong enough to carry the pot. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. Third degree burns. I ha- I heal nicely though. Um, anyways, going back to that memory. Um, so yeah, it was it was like maybe ten, ten or eleven at night, and we were. Well, I was, I should say, was watching Comedy Central. My mom was getting ready to go out. I'm not sure if it was with friends or she was going to work or something. I just, I, I just remember it being late and I had to look after my, me, my sister, and the youngest one. Which, by the way, if I was 10, that means my other sister that's closest in age with me was 7. And since I'm 10 years, I mean, 8 years apart. So the other one was two. So a 10-year-old looking after a seven and two-year-old. That was me. Late at night. Baby's crying. Sister next room trying to help. And I was distracted. I was distracted by the TV. It was 10 and 11 at night and a comedy special came on on Comedy Central. What comedy special was it that any kid could have loved? It was Gabriel Iglesias' Fluffy. Very good comedy special. Very, very good. Even to this day, like, he inspired me to become a comedian. I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to do stand-up so bad. I haven't even done it. I think I've done stand-up one time, and I didn't even know I was doing it. I was a teenager in a pizza shop, and I said one funny thing. Kids started laughing, and then the whole pizza shop started, like, tuning in. So I just told everybody, like, my jokes, and I have the guys, even grown adults, laughing. It was a very, very good feeling. But that was back when I was 14. But, um, let's not get into that now. So, yeah. So, comedy was the platform 
that I discovered that helped me anger most of my 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 anger inside of me. I can't register anything crazy like deaths and and um accidents or anything like that in my brain properly as a human being. I have to make a joke. I have to. Because if I don't laugh about it, then I'm destroyed. I will literally break down and my mind will break. So I have to do this. Even this podcast right now, it's it's a podcast that I wanted to be, be comedic and be myself and be free of the social norm. But... It's, it's going to take a long time for me to even build this podcast the way I wanted to. That's why I'm asking you guys for help to spread it, <laughs> to get out of the situation that I'm in now, which, again, will come later on. <sighs> Anyways, so, yes, 10 years old, uh, discovered comedy, and that's what inspired me. I remember going to the local library, um, library I don't know where that accent came came out of, but library and it was the Brentwood Library. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Brentwood, Long Island, but it's it's not like California Brentwood. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, bunch of gangs, bunch of gangs, specifically the MS-13. But I'm not gonna get into the hood that I grew up in. Um. But yeah, I was um, I was going through that. And I remember going to the library and I rented any, any and every comedy special I could have got my hands on. All right. I watched some of that Jeff Dunham. I watched of Delirious and Raw from Eddie Murphy. Okay. I, like I was even watching Anthony Jessel Nick's stuff. Like I was, I was on, it's probably too young. To watch any of that stuff. Maybe not Jeff Dunham. Uh, he's kind of corny to me now. But um, but yeah, no. It's just... Didn't really have parental guidance. And plus comedy... Comedy was strong. But I don't think it was heavily regulated. Like, you know when you... You see like a film. It's like rated R or rated PG. I don't know. I, I think my parents didn't know what the hell I was watching. They just hear laughter. And it's like, oh, okay. It's probably okay. Um, you know, but because of comedy, actually, in a way, helped, you know, me and my father get closer to this day. Um, comedy has actually built friendships and relationships for me. I'll give you an example. I have a best friend right now. Um, he's been my best friend since seventh grade. I still talk to him barely, barely, but you know how guys are. We can just say, what's up? You're still alive. And you know, that's it. And we're good. <laughs> but, um, no, we, we, we became friends. Um, he was, I was not too smart as a child. Uh, we became friends since the seventh grade. And I was not too smart as a child. I'll tell you that right now. I was dumb as bricks, but I was smart in other ways. If that makes sense. Like I didn't know how to put my brain to the books, but I definitely had a curious mind. I definitely wanted to know everything and anything. And how things worked. To this day, I'm still like that. I would I would sit there and try to learn anything and everything. 
just because I want to understand not just how the world works, but how people too. And it's kind of contradictory because half the time it's hard for me to relate to people <clears throat> because of my childhood. It's really hard for me to be human, a regular human being. But I can't always listen to stories where people talk about their kids or their pets or what they're going to do on the weekend or anything like that because I can't relate. You know, if you told me a story where you just lost a finger or your cars just exploded and, you know, those are really extreme circumstances and I understand that they're extreme, but it's hard for me to give a fuck. It really is. I can pretend for you. That's all I could do, though. You know, and it's not because I don't care. It's just it's it's really hard for me to connect. I want to care. I want to let you know that right now. I do want to care. But it's hard. Anyways. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. Relationships and comedy. So, yes. My best friend. You know, we... To this day, we're still quoting old Kevin Hart specials. You know? (laughs) Like, alright, alright, alright. And, like... And, uh, what do you call that? Um, you gotta learn today, like stuff like that. Uh, none of the new stuff, you know, it's kind of makes me sad because we haven't seen each other for a while, but you know, none of this new stuff, like, uh, you know, I didn't know this was a whorehouse, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Oh my god, very good comedian, holds a meter one day, but, um. <clears throat> Anyways, and my father, too, believe it or not, me and my pops, I've always felt like my pops looked at me as a uh, a disappointment in a way. Now, I know he does love me. I know that. But I felt like it's always been like he wanted more for me. And every time he asked for more, I felt like crumbling because I, I felt like I wouldn't meet expectations. To this day, when people have goals for me, it feels like I already failed them. Because when I hear those goals for myself, it feels like there's an expectation there that I would never meet. You know, and that's something that I have to work on. You know, that's something that's wrong with me. And I understand this about myself. It's just, you know, as an adult, it's, it's, it's very hard to change. It's very, very, very hard to change. Especially what you know, what what you're used to in life. Anyways, um, so yeah, me and my father got closer, I would say, by watching Bill Burr. Bill Burr has saved um, a couple of, you know, bad moments between me and my father, I feel. You know, Bill Burr has definitely done that for us. And I will always be appreciative of him. I listened to his podcast and he inspired me in some ways to make this podcast because it showed me that you can literally make a podcast with just not a phone and a computer and that's it. So shout out to him. I hope to meet him. Oh my God. I would love to meet him. And not even just like on some fanboy shit. I'll just, you know, just have a beer. Just talk. You know, it doesn't even have to be recorded on camera or nothing. I just want to say thank you. And call it a day, even though I know 
that ginger fuck doesn't like compliments. <laughs> um. Anyways, so yeah, comedy has played a big role on my life, and comedy has helped me get out of certain situations that could have been very ugly. And to this day, I will say. I struggle with the things I went through. And I could be like, oh, you know, I'm older now. I've, it's pa- it's the past. And I really want to believe that it's the past. I really do. I want to throw it all under the bridge. I don't even hold any grudges. Not really. Unless it's my mom. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I just want to say that. Without my past, without all the tragedy that's happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am as a person today. Now, as much as I I can't connect to people, and as much as I have trouble talking to people, because anybody who knows me in real life knows I'm a very quiet person, which I will get into in a moment. But as a very quiet person... I still care for the human race for half the time. And I also resent the human race. Like, I really want to... I wish humans were instinct. But at the same time, I have, like, this core about me. I don't get it. It's really hard for me not to exploit it. But I like helping an individual, if that makes sense. Right? I will... I will... I can't tell you, like, there's been times that I... Spent the last dollar in my pocket making sure somebody got fed. Okay, if it was an apple or an orange or something like that. I just made sure that they had something in their stomach. Okay. There was plenty of homeless people that I gave them. Literally, when my bank account hit zero and I had no money but a dollar bill in my pocket. I made sure a homeless person had it. Because I still care about human. Now... We all know that there's humans out there that are pieces of shit and that will exploit that kind of kindness. I don't know. I just hope it, like, I want to say I hope it never gets the better of me, but it has already. It definitely has. Anyways. So, yeah. Other than some stories that I'm leaving out right now, which, if you guys want to hear about them later, I'm happy to share it with you. I just know that this podcast is already a downer as it is. Um, I just want you guys to know whoever's going through this shit right now. You're not alone. You're definitely not alone. Anyways, as, let me go back to my quietness. So, yeah, as a person, I'm a very quiet person. I spend more time in my head than I than I, I would say I, I've been alive to be honest because like even when I'm out like my I'm here physically my eyes are open it looks like I'm I'm paying attention to whatever I'm telling you I put myself in a trance I'm in a different world I'm living in the past I'm living in the future you know I love thinking about everything all right in my head Quite literally, time is not linear. It's very fluid to me. 
Okay, I can see my future as much as I can see my own past. It's actually become a little scary because in my household right now, it seems like I'm having some clairvoyant uh, moments where I'm actually able to pick up what people are doing without me being there and actually being able to predict the future. I'm not saying I'm clairvoyant. Actually, I don't believe in that kind of bullshit, but some shit around this around this time, I don't know what's going on, but some some spooky shit has been happening. So there's there's that. Um but yeah. My quietness has been a um a, a very big problem because I'm a very nice guy. If you if anybody's ever listened to this, I might have said some rude shit, but my actions have always been nice. I can literally call you a piece of shit to your goddamn face. But I'm over here fixing you up a sandwich. Okay? I'm over here making sure that you're you you know you're warm or you're cool or whatever. Like I'm 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 caring for you. And that that's not because I feel guilty. That's just because like that's how I am as a person. Like my body does the nice stuff. My mouth maybe not so much. I don't know. I think I get that from my grandmother, <laughs> to be honest. She she shows her love through cooking. It's hard for her to, you know, show her feelings, but, you know, that's very old school. So I kind of picked that up a little bit. And because of her, I'm proud to have her last name because my grandmother is a very strong woman. And as much as I'm, it sounds like I could be misogynistic at times, I, I would never put down the spirit of a woman. I will put down the spirit of a cunt, though. There are cunts out there. I'm not going to lie. But I've, in general, as a woman, mad respect. Especially if you're actually doing what you need to do for your family. You don't get no respect from me. Unless you're actually doing what you need to do for your family. Okay? And that's not, you know, expecting your husband to do whatever or your wife or whatever. Like, you have to be there. Thick and thin. Day and night sleeping or awake you got to be there for your family that's not just for women that's for men too okay listen i know i got problems i got problems and i'm 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 using this podcast to kind of vent those problems but i'll be damned i'll be absolutely motherfucking damned if i'm not there for my goddamn family okay especially when i have kids i don't even care if i'm bleeding on the floor I'm, I'm making sure my kids got what they got okay like they need if they need me i'm there okay and i love my kids and i'm not even i'm not even a father yet all right but just the thought of me holding another life especially when it came down from me i it brings tears to my eyes all right it's a very beautiful beautiful feeling and i'm not i'm i'm just not a father yet and I don't know how it's going to be but I know from my past experience from helping raise my two little sisters I know that holding another life can be very precious but yeah um I don't even know where oh yeah my quietness (laughs) I keep saying I keep going back um if you guys haven't noticed I do have ADHD like, legitimately. I'm not one of those TikTokers that just says I have it. No, I, I legit have it. So you you um, you um might, you know, hear me segue a bunch. And I'm sorry for that. 
But, um, anyways, so going back to my quietness, it got me in trouble a couple of times. For example, I think the first time it got me in trouble, I was in sixth grade. All right. I was in, I think it was called Southeast or Southwest or just South uh, Middle School, Brentwood Middle School. And I remember getting in trouble with my teacher. I got suspended for like two weeks because, again, anger issues. <laughs> um, you know, I used to like write in my notebooks, like not write, but actually draw out like all the ways I just wish my history teacher, by the way, big history guy, but my teacher, big cunt. <laughs> um, all the ways that I would just hurt her or kill her, blah, blah, blah. I was developing mine back then. And, you know, it's just, it was just a way for me to kind of get out my angers through drawing. I had that very specific notebook in my bag. Now, I, listen, just be glad it was a notebook, right? Like, you always hear stories about these kids bringing guns, but I wasn't that kid. I just needed to get my frustration out. I wasn't going through no therapy or anything back then. In fact, I don't even think my father believed in it. He think that was only for crazy people, you know, and he didn't want to believe that his son was crazy. I am now. <laughs> I am crazy now, but, you know, I'm not like a dysfunctioning part of society. I'm not doing some crazy shit and I don't want to either. So I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. But. um. But, yeah, so that was the first time Um, my father had. A very like I said, he had we I was a part of the divorced parents. He kept moving a lot. I've never actually stayed in one town all my life. I moved more times than I've been alive, like more years I've been alive. Okay, if you can do a one to one ratio there. So I would say like the next time my um my uh quietness has gotten me in trouble was I just moved to a new school. It was Patchogue High School, right? And I was probably a a junior. I was a junior in high school. And it's a brand new school. Nobody knows me. Not one motherfucking person knows me, right? Doesn't even know my reputation. I had a really good reputation in Nassau County for wrestling because I was really good at like fucking people up. But I went to Suffolk County for a brief year of my life. Well, back to Suffolk County. I was raised there, but nobody remembered me. Not even like, like I said, I did wrestling too in high school. And, you know, I faced some people from my old town from Brentwood and they didn't remember me. It's like I became a whole new person. So I was a little proud of that. But um, anyways. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, I'm, I'm Patchog and my, my, my quietness got me in trouble simply because I just sat down. Like I literally sat down. Since I sat down, I'm hearing rumors of this kid trying to, he wants to steal my iPod. You know, I forgot that Suffolk County is fucking hood as shit, but 
you know, wants to steal my iPod, wants to steal the Jordans that I was rocking out back then, wants to, um, wants to, um, what do you call it? Fight me. This boy wanted to fight me. And that was just because I just never interacted with this kid. He was a trouble kid as it is, but it seemed like everybody gave him attention. I just never did. Um, so yeah, he made me a target. And then there was this girl. Honestly, back then, I thought she was fine as shit, right? I would have fucked her three ways through Sunday. But this girl and her friend wanted to make a rumor about me. A friend of my science teacher. Now, science was like my first love. Like, I loved science more than I did in history. All right? I would die for science if science was a bitch. But, like... If it made me so embarrassed what these girls did to me. These girls literally made a rumor to this teacher. And this teacher had to report me. And I felt bad because this teacher actually tried to help me. I had respect for this teacher. And this they reported to this teacher that I'm over in the back of the class, mumbling under my breath, saying that how I want to rape her and her little girls and and rape her like pregnancy and stuff like that what like okay the teacher was pregnant so like yeah saying that I wanted to rape this girl I've never even thought about rape back then I didn't even knew what rape was I was I was a little sheltered but um I didn't know the name for it I knew the action I just didn't know the name for it at the at that time I was a little slow to the game but um yeah, that um, I almost got suspended for that. I had, I thank my father. I thank my father for defending me. Because my father even said, like, listen, my boy's crazy. But he ain't that crazy. I got this, I had to switch to another science class. And at the time, the only science class I could have been a part of was a remedial science class. So I was pretty much like gold star every every week, you know, I was... I was scanning hundreds right next to the Down Syndrome girl. By the way, don't knock on Down Syndrome because, listen, even though they're down, their grades are up. Okay, those motherfuckers know what they're doing. So, you know, mad respect to this girl, by the way, because I was actually competing with her to getting the like the best, the best score. And probably might not say much about me, but, you know, I, I, I had no... uh I had no uh, remorse. I don't care if you had Down syndrome, three te- three teeth, and two and two little nubs for legs. Okay, like I was competitive. Anyways, but <sighs> my quietness has always been a problem, and now every job I've ever gotten, I've been been like I I quit a couple of jobs. I won't lie, but. Most times, like, I would say some jobs will let me go because I'm too quiet. They don't feel that I'm the right fit. That they don't feel like I'm a good... I'm a good candidate or something like that just because I'm too quiet. Or that it doesn't seem like I have a backbone or whatever. I'm sorry. I don't know how to get out of that. I've been trying very hard to find remote jobs, work-from-home jobs... You know, where all I get, gotta do is answer emails or something. Like, it's hard. It's hard to find an introverted job. When everybody wants you to do extroverted shit. Like customer service or sales or whatever. 
because you're you're trying to feed the pockets of other individuals and all you get is scrap. Anyways. But yeah, no, I had a really, really hard upbringing and I'm not even getting into everything. I haven't even told you that I think I, I pretty much explained that I love my sisters, but would you believe me if I told you? And this is the first time me saying this out loud. So this is a an exclusive for everybody here because not even my own sisters know. But can you even believe that there has been people that I've been friends with in my life that literally try to convince me to rape my own sisters? Okay, rape my own sisters with them. Okay, so it would have been a tag team. Okay, would you believe that? All right, would you believe that my own mother, you, you know, wish I, she had an abortion when she when she was pregnant with me? Would you believe that? All right. Would you believe that I got hit by a car from that very same woman or or left in a in a goddamn parking lot, you know? Like by myself with me and my sister. Multiple days, by the way, by that same woman. Or with my father, with the people that he dated, would you believe that I've been left at a cemetery? I mean, not a cemetery. I'm sorry. It was a baseball park. Not that time. At that time, it was a baseball park. There was another time, but we won't get into that one. Um, You know, this has been a lot of hardships in my life that I can't put into an hour. All right. And honestly, I think I'm going to go over an hour like on this podcast, just a little bit today. I'm going to wrap it up in a neat bow. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm going through some very hard depression right now. I, as of recently, I've been a part of a job. I would say back in September, I was a part of a, a property management group that dealt with, you know, buying and selling. I mean, yeah, just selling apartments, really, like renting out apartments to people. And I was, you know, I'm okay. I was okay. I made sure people got what they needed and stuff like that. Now, if you're telling me to put the bazaz in it, to be like, welcome, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I don't have that energy in me. I, I see the world in such a dark view. It's hard for me to be happy, and I'm trying but I can't do it. And I've always been like that. Again, I'm going to come out, come up with that uh, a little later. Remember, I'm going to still talk about religion, so just stay tuned. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I was uh, a leasing consultant. I had to leave that job because it was putting a mental strain on me to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. I've been having suicidal thoughts all my life i would say the earliest one is when i was 12 and since then i've always been on the verge of suicide all my life the problem is that i'm just too pussy to actually go through with it i've tried all right i've literally tried i tried drinking myself i tried taking pills i tried you know standing in the middle of traffic i tried suffocating myself choking myself i tried you know cutting myself i tried all that it just doesn't take. 
Even when I actually become really close, guess what? My body has this way of being resilient. Okay? I'm a good healer. I'm a, um, you know, my bones are fucking dense. I haven't even, except for one rib, I haven't even broken a goddamn bone, really. And I've been through some shit. So I don't get it. Like, I even fell off a fucking cliff before. Yeah, like I've done that before. Alright. It was a different country, but I fell off. Hurt myself really bad. And I was up and at him in like a couple days. Anyways. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So working. So I had to leave that job. Because I thought if I didn't leave, it was going to be the end of me. I was actually trying to take back control of my life. I wanted to take control of my my um, my brain. my like Because I, I know how sensitive it is. But I've been always resilient when I was growing up. I've always had a hard brain. As of recently, my brain has been getting softer. It feels like even the most littlest things can get to me now. And I'm trying to take back control. And and for anybody who's wondering, I have done therapy. Like, let's get that out of the way. I've done therapy. All right. I started therapy when I was 18. And I can't tell you how many times I've been referred to other people. How many times I've been put on drugs that never worked. And I think it's because of the ADHD, to be honest. And, like, the only thing that drugs ever done is anybody's ever been on those drugs, like, oh, Zem- like, now Zempe, what am I talking about? Yeah, the ones with the O's, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oloft or some shit, I don't know. Zoloft. <sighs> Anyways, anybody's been on those fucking meds. You guys know that all it does really is just kill your sex drive. And I love the fuck. All right. In fact, that's actually how I get most of my um, childhood trauma, if you will, out of the way. The only reason I have like so many partners in my goddamn life. is just because I was always trying to fill a hole. But we can get into that another time. And not don't make a play on words. Oh, I'm trying to fill a hole by filling up holes. <laughs> Which would have been a great fucking rap lyric somewhere if I know how to work it. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I had to leave that job. And I became unemployed since September 8th, 2023. I got hired. Finally. Finally, with the job that I've been training for for the past few weeks now. Four weeks to be precise. And guess what, guys? This is the news I had to bring up. I don't have a job anymore. I'm I'm literally jobless. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm sitting in my car right now. And from... So, like I said, it's December 16th. It's a Saturday. I got notified on December 15th. Right around the fucking corner of Christmas. You know? I can't afford gifts. I'm barely going to be able to afford my rent. I don't know about my other bills. But. 
there's a really good chance that my car might get repossessed or something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to door dash or something, but it doesn't make much. Especially with the bills I got and the debt I got. It ain't going to make much. Anyways. So, yeah. Um... I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make it, man. Just trying to make it. And now here comes the religious part. Guys, I'll be honest. I'll be very, very honest. I was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic church, did Palm Sunday, Ash Wednesdays. I did the whole goddamn nine. I know my Bible. Okay? Not the stories, but I know the rules. I know the rules. And, um, in fact, I might title this podcast, The Book of Nevik, because I feel like I, 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 I'm very much related to Job right now, okay? I'm not even know if I'm quoting the right guy, but, you know, how pretty much God took everything from him because he wanted to place a little bet with the devil, which, by the way, kind of not cool, but, um... I don't know. Like I said, I don't know my Bible like that when it comes to the stories, but I know the rules, right? I, I got drilled with the new the rules. And um But all my life, when you had a life of tragedy and and you know, people resenting you and never giving you a goddamn hug half the goddamn time. It was it's just hard to believe in a higher power. I was told God wouldn't do things for me or wouldn't do that for me or wouldn't do this for me unless I respected my parents or I, you know, went to church. You know, I really much resented God for a long time because, you know, it was, it's just hard to see the light when you're always covered in dirt, if that makes sense. I've never been up. I would love to see up one day. <sighs> Anyways, guys. So, yeah, for this job that I just got let go of, like I said, I was unemployed since September 8th. And I got hired maybe in November. It was a couple months. It was a couple months of not having a job. It was so hard on me because I knew I had to provide. Okay, I had to be able to afford rent. I had to be there. And I have a partner. Like, I have a person that I'm planning to marry one day. And I don't want her to see that she's wasting her time on me. Because since she's known me since 2018, I would say that we've definitely got through some ups and downs for sure and I commend her for being there for me but I feel so horrible of what I'm putting her through I feel like she can have a much better life without me or for anybody who's even known me I feel like they will have a better life without me hence the suicide oh full circle um you know like 
that's what suicide will tell you is that you don't have anything to contribute anymore it's it's time it's time to go everybody in my life will always tell me oh this is just a temporary solution to a temporary problem oh how can you say that to somebody who's always been dealing with the same problem since they've been born which is nobody wants you and nobody cares you know even this podcast you guys may hear it or listen to it are you truly really gonna care you're just listening to a stranger right now you don't know me you don't care to know me I don't even know if you even fucking made it this long it's been an hour now going a little over but yeah anyways back back to what i was saying i made a prayer i haven't made a prayer since i was a boy a boy i haven't had hair on my nuts yet okay i haven't made a prayer since then and yet something compelled compelled me to make a prayer because i was desperate for a job you know if I hated God and I refused to go to church and I never wanted to even hear his name or you know when people prayed at the dinner table all they want to do is thank God for everything and I'm just sitting there just eating away because I don't give a fuck like what has this guy ever done for me something something compelled me to fucking meet a, a prayer and I did I made a prayer. The very next morning, okay? The very next morning, I got a call saying I got a job. Can you start this day? I was so thankful. I was so thankful. I was, I was, oh my God. I wanted to just, I don't know, just, just, fly if I could it was a magical moment it was really hard for me to deny a higher presence really 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 hard for me to say that there isn't something out there looking after me after that one prayer mind you I have not fucking prayed in years and after one prayer one I got what I wanted which was just a job. It was very, it was a very beautiful moment in my heart. To the point where it actually felt like, hey, I don't have to live with the hatred in my heart. It's okay to let go. As long as I have belief in this person, because I'm, I was actually starting to believe in all the things that our people were saying to me. That all you got to do is give God a chance, give God a chance, give God a chance. And I said, no, I'm not about that. I'm not. I don't want to hear it. God would never forgive me for what I've done or for what I've done to people. You know. What I've said to people. You know. But you know what? That day. That day made me feel like anything was possible. It's been four weeks. 
Now I don't have that job. I'm sitting in my car, trying really hard not to break break down. I drank myself to sleep last night. And let me tell you right now, it's really hard not to drink right now, too, because I want to drink. Everything in my power is telling me that I'm just going to be a fucking bum for the rest of my life. Telling me that no matter what I do, it's, it's not going to make a difference. I can get a job, a new job tonight. But even I would be skeptical on what is that going to get me? Another nine to five where I want to just kill myself again. I've done the research. I've been trying to apply. Nobody fucking wants me. And I'm a good worker. Like, I try really hard to make sure I do the work. But really... It, it just pisses it just pisses me off how people have been treating me. But yeah, anyways, I'm here, um, jobless, in a car, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Because, you know, bills are falling behind. And, um, now we, as the Bible may say, is that God would put you through some trials and tribulations for this, you know? He would, uh, make sure that, uh, he's testing your faith to see how far your faith actually relies in him, which I kind of resent a little bit because even I as a human wouldn't do that to somebody. But it's putting a big question on my head right now, which is, is God playing with me? Is God playing with me? If there is a God, but, you know, I don't even know. I, I want to say there is now because of after that moment. But before I was very skeptical. You know, I even study other religions, believe it or not. I studied Buddha, fucking Muslim. I studied the Jewish faith. I study a bunch of religions. Okay. Like, trying to see what even fits into me. Because I wanted to believe something for a long time. And all I got out of it is that they all pretty much have the same message. Which is, don't be a dick. Be a nice person. So that's all I try to do. Without religion, I try to be a nice person. But yeah. The big question in my head is, you know, is God playing with me? Or should I still kind of, you know, should believe in him? Believe that he will follow through. That we're, we will work through this. You know? Even if I got to go be a pizza boy or something. I'm gonna work through this, right? It's just hard. I'm close to my 30s. I've been in this up and down game my whole life. When am I gonna actually settle on a job that I can raise my family on? That's all I want, really. I wanna make decent money where I can just get out of my debt and raise a family. I wanna see my kids grow up. Okay, I wanna put a a, a, a ring on my um on my girl's finger. I I have a ring. But you know, the, like the wet, the wedding and all that, like it all costs money. It all costs money, and we all know the money is the root of all evil. Which I will get into money in a different podcast because I kind of went over my time now. But <sighs> I don't know. 
And I want to apologize to one girl specifically. It's not my partner now, but I said I never got a hug growing up. I'm I'm lying a little bit on that. There was only one girl that I personally fucked up that friendship over uh, many times over. So that's on me. But um, yeah, personally apologies because when I was 18, I, I did something super stupid and I was sobbing and crying and I remember this one girl that I never even met before gave me a hug. She gave me a hug and we became very close after that. Honestly, I know if you're listening to this, listen, I know you're going to see some people that may be going through a hard time. And maybe you think that the best thing is to give them space, let them work through it. But I promise you that there are some people out there that they can't go through this alone. I personally am not strong enough anymore to go through it alone. And, you know, you you just need, you need somebody. And that girl was there for me at that time when I really needed it. And I just hope that you guys can provide your assistance, your help to other people when they need something. I'm not saying, you know, give them a whole house and car and stuff, you know, don't drain your bank account, but, you know, make them a meal, give them a hug, you know, talk to them, get to know them. Even if you don't care, like I don't care half the time, that doesn't mean that story of theirs is not important to them, you know, be humanitarian at least. I'm not even sure if I'm using that word right, I'm I'm not in the right headspace right now. But yes, guys, I'm going through a major depression last night. I'm, I've been, I drove to Georgia, believe it or not. Mind you, my job is in the Daytona Beach area. And I, when I got fired, I went south and then I went north to Georgia. I was actually planning to drive back home to New York, but ran out of gas. So <laughs> I had to come back. Um, couldn't even afford gas. How about that? came and afford gas and florida's gas rates are not as high as the rest of the country so anyways um so yeah i do when i'm going through a lot of distress i'm actually going to uh i don't know i'm just going through a lot when i go through a lot of big extremes you know whether it's me trying to kill myself which that also happened last night and um you know, even now I'm still thinking about it. And I'm trying my best not to do it. But we'll see. Um, Like I said, I'm too pussy, so I probably can't do it. But hopefully I get into a car crash or something. Because I'm tired of this damn pain. And for anybody who's been, like I've been personally referring to this podcast, like, you guys are very nice people, all right? I know you know me in person, and I know you know my real name in person, but the the people I personally refer this podcast to, like, I'm sorry that you guys had to hear all this. You guys seem very nice people, and I actually would have saw a very good friendship. But if I haven't gotten fired, you know, I don't, I don't have your contacts. So if you guys are listening, hey, want to reach out, just reach out back to the email that I referred to at the beginning of the podcast. It's whatevercast.gmail.com. Anyways, 
Um, so yeah, guys, this is pretty much the podcast. It's, um, sorry for the downer. I wanted you to get it inside of who I am and actually speak to you like how I usually speak to others. And, um, yeah, and I still want to act crazy. Don't get me wrong. I still want to make, you know, raunchy jokes. I still want to get it off my chest because we all know the jokes I make is not appropriate for public. But, um, no, I just want you to know you guys could be real with me. It's just like I'm, I'm trying to be real with y'all. All right. Um, this podcast is literally designed not just because I want to have my own podcast, but I want you guys to have a, a platform where you guys can actually be free. You know, when you want to get something off your chest or you want to say a joke that it's not appropriate or whatever. Guess what? This is the place to do it because I don't judge. I really don't. I'm really good at judging, <laughs> but I don't judge because this is this is what this platform is made for. It's for you to be your own person. If you want to be anonymous, be anonymous. If you want to be out there, be out there. But I'm here for you guys, and I'm hope I hope you guys are here for me one day. All, all my I'm gonna say ninety listeners <laughs> because that's what the the ratings say on my website. Um, so like ninety listeners and one ninety and one ninety one, and that one guy in Sweden or girl lady. But, um, yeah, if you guys can help me build this podcast and and get me out of this runt that I'm in, hopefully be able to afford something, you know, whether you guys subscribe or donate to the podcast, which I will try to make a donation thing later on. I have my own, like, little cash app and Venmo, but I don't think you guys, like, it's Christmas time. I don't even think you guys are willing to do that just yet. So let's just build a podcast together, right? So like a subscribe, a like on YouTube, whatever. Just help me out. And if you guys need help, if you guys want me to have a little conversation with y'all, I'll try my best. Just let me know. Um. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for listening to me for this past hour. Um. In a way, this podcast is actually help is helping me get off some things on my chest. And um, so I thank you for that. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you all later.